Live from both coasts, it's the Take the Ride podcast. Uh, ID, there's a strange abbreviation when you think about it. I is short for I. <laughs> and then D is short for dentification. Now here are your hosts, Adam Drake and Johnny Wright. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another bonus edition, bonus bonus episode of the uh, bonus bonus. We're doing the bonus uh, of the Take the Ride podcast. I'm Adam Drake. Uh, with me, as always, a man who won't let you touch his stabbing hat, Johnny Wright. <laughs> I did, goddamn right, I won't let you do that. No, man, that's not good. Let me touch, let me touch on that. That was not right. <laughs> um, so we're uh, doing today's episode uh, just because uh, we. Uh, Norm McDonald died, uh, and we yeah. are both big fans of Norm McDonald, and um, felt like you know we'll do a little mini episode and just talk about our favorite Norm McDonald bits and jokes and appearances and stories. And um, yeah. we weren't planning on doing anything this week. It's just the both of us really love the guy, and um, uh, if if you'll if you notice all the. Tr- tributes that came in and they were i mean numerous but everybody had a story yeah well it, it's kind of trite at this point but i think it's just well known that that norm was really a comics comic um yeah and everyone just really lo- like who was super into comedy really knew that that norm was norm was legit comedians talk about norm mcdonald how musicians talk about bob dylan yeah it's true it's fair that's fair yeah. Um, so do you have any stories? Uh, I have a few, but um, I'll start with one. Okay. okay. Yep. Let me start. I'll start with one. And then uh, hold on. I got to get my dog from stepping on my microphone cord. <laughs> Great dog, Judy. So I, I, this is a, there's a, a writer at Saturday Night Live named Jim Downey, and he's written there for 30 plus seasons. Yep. A lot of the political stuff has come from Jim Downey. He's so, also the uh, in Billy Madison. Yeah. Thank Sorry. you. Yes. Did I ruin it for you? Yeah. He's the, principal. Oh no, no, just that's, that's for context. If you've seen Billy Madison, the principal that tells Billy Madison, I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. That's Jim Downey. So <laughs> Downey told this story. Okay. Near the end of one of the seasons, there was a news, uh, a news article about someone wanted to start a newspaper for the homeless. Okay. That's kind of an odd thing. Yep. So in Downey's office, him and Norm and a couple other people, and they were riffing on this, that idea. And the idea was they'd have like a hard-nosed uh, newspaper editor, you know, like the, like the editor in Spider-Man that was right. demanding news stories. Like, Johnson, I need 500 words of what it's like for shitting your pants in the park. You know? <laughs> and so they were just kind of riffing on that idea for and never became a sketch. Okay. Right. So the show goes on hiatus for the summer. Yep. The first day back in the fall, Norm MacDonald comes into Downey's office. And he says, uh, "Hey, uh, hey, Downey, you know, you know that? Uh, you remember that 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 bit we were doing there? That thing about the uh, the uh, newspaper for the homeless thing? You remember that thing? You know?" And Downey's like, "Oh yeah, is that something you want to you know look at again for maybe a sketch?" Uh, no, it's not that, man. Uh, it's not that. Uh, well, I was in uh, L.A. for the summer, you know, on the break, and I did it. it's a charity benefit for a homeless charity. And Downey was like, "Oh no, oh no, no, no." Yeah, well, I did that. Uh, I did that bit, that bit about the uh, newspaper for the homeless. They hated it. <laughs> <laughs> why would you? Do, why would you do that? 
I mean, maybe he, knowing Norm, like half the things that came out of his mouth were lies. So he probably didn't even do it there for the homeless, but that's hilarious. I, my, I, my guess is that he tried a couple of times at the comedy store and he's like, ah, this kind of works. What the hell? We'll try right. it. That's so he, funny, man. he's up there talking about, you know, oh, you know, it's a, it needs an article about 2000 words about the piss stain mattresses. And so, yeah, he bombed into homelessness charity. But that to me is a quintessential Norm McDonald story. Right. Because he loved to bomb and he loved when people didn't really get the joke because he always had that smirk on his face, right? Like he always kind of knew what was going on. And, uh, and he kind of, his jokes were a lot like some people would, would, would hear him and then go home and thinking about him be like, Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I just didn't get it up up front. Um, which made him a genius. That is, it's yeah. I just, Gosh, that the story makes me laugh. Like, oh I can just see Downey going, "Oh no, 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 no!" <laughs> yeah, he did that. That that's perfect. Um, Isn't that good? That, I love it, man. Uh, when I was in, uh, I guess I was probably in high school, maybe maybe even younger, but I'm, it's got to it had to have been high school. Um, I was reading a Rolling Stone article or an interview with with Norm, and I mm-hmm. stole something from that interview that I use to this day. Um, so in it, he's talking about like, uh, this brand new vodka that is totally hangover free. And he's like, but it, <laughs> and I can't, I can't do a, a norm acts or a norm voice. So I apologize. But he says, you know, this, this vodka has this, you know, it's totally hangover free. It's amazing, but it does have this one side effect, massive anal bleeding. <laughs> I've heard you use that. So I use massive <laughs> anal bleeding to describe anything like if i don't want to do something you've i'm used, like yeah use that joke for you've used that joke for 20 years at least yeah at i've least heard 20. you say that joke for 20 yeah. years it's and i crib that from from uh from norm and i i appreciate the fact that he uh <laughs> he came up with it and i've been using it ever since it's, it's phenomenal so norm uh he didn't drive and he lived in los angeles for years which is but he didn't like calling do. a cab yeah, he did, but he, he, I don't, I, it's weird, right? But he didn't like calling a cab and he didn't like calling an Uber. So what he would do is he would call around to comedian friends and ask for a ride. Right. So he would just call around until he got somebody. Yeah. And so you're like, hey, I need to go to the, uh, I need to go to like the Rouse there, you know? Can yeah. you give me a ride? So he, he needed a ride one day and he called someone, found someone to give him a ride. I heard Colin Quinn tell this story. Now he didn't say who the comedian was that gave him the ride, but it doesn't matter. Right. So the comedian tells Norm, well, okay, I'll tell you what. I, I, I'm heading that direct way anyway. I can give you a ride, but I got to stop and run an errand real quick. So I'm just going to you know, have one stop on the way. Norm's like, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'll just wait in the car like a, like a dog, you know? <laughs> so they pick up, he picks up Norm and he's, they, he makes his stop. He says, I'll be right back. He, he's, he's out of the car for like 10 minutes. Well, Norm smokes a whole joint in the car in the parking lot while he's gone. He smoked like a, like a whole joint in like 10 minutes. Okay. The, guy, the comedian comes back into the car and he steps in. It smells like a Whalers concert, you know? And he yeah. looks at Norman Smirks. He looks at Norman Smirks and Norm's like, that's oh, weird, man. It's like someone's been smoking fucking pot in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's so silly, you, man. You, you can't get mad at him. No, you, you can't. Uh, and it's like that dry humor that he has. That's just like, it's so pointed, but so like, like it just takes a second to set, set in. And it's, oh my God, it's fucking yeah. perfect. It's fucking perfect. A normal person says, hey, I'm sorry for stinking up your car. I'm a little stressed out. That's yeah. not what he did. No, totally the opposite. 
that reminds me of uh of seth myers was telling a story about norm going in uh, or coming back to visit saturday night live and he brought his kid and please tell this so yeah good. i'm gonna get this. it wrong too but he's like but yeah no, how are things it. really good how are uh, how's uh how's how's parenthood going you know how how is it raising his kids he's like great no abductions <laughs> right did i get that right or <laughs> that was, something that close yes, enough right yes Seth Seth said that's the first thing he ever heard Norm say in person. Yeah. So how's, how's parenting going? Oh yeah, no abductions. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That's good. That's uh, a sign of a fairly decent parent. Oh my Seth's God. tribute to him was really beautiful. It was. It was. And it's funny because I uh, in this rabbit hole that, that you and I have gone down over the past couple of days just diving into yes. old Norm clips. I found a clip of him just like ragging on Seth Meyers, which is what he did. And which is what all comics yeah. do is just rag on each other. But it's funny to like hear the genuine appreciation that Seth has. And I'm sure that Norm had for Seth, but then to also hear Norm on some interview, just kind of trash the guy. In that same little tribute, Seth said that um, when he started doing update, he had a hard time not doing a joke in Norm's cadence. Right. He'd watch so much Norm Macdonald jokes that he was like you know a hard thing for him not to deliver a joke like norm mcdonald yeah and norm said that his son was a teenager and he said dad i was watching seth myers on snl and you know you tell jokes a lot like seth myers oh, no. and instead of being annoyed instead of being annoyed norm's reaction with t- told seth was well i was kind of pissed off man because i realized my son doesn't understand time <laughs> <laughs> that's great man Oh, that's, it is. That's if you perfect. think about it, it's hard to tell an update joke without Norm McDonald's. Like Norm McDonald, he yeah. would tell it. What's, oh, what's an update joke? Oh, he'd say, uh, the number one recording uh, 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 artist this week was uh, Better Than Ezra. Number two, Ezra. <laughs> it's, it's hard not to deliver an update joke like yeah. him. Especially because they are those one liners and they usually, the punchline is usually that last like two word or phrase, you know? So it's, it's I mean, not that that's outside of the norm, but uh, yeah. just having that and kind of drilled into you, having grown up with norm as the weekend update anchor, you kind of get yeah. used to that cadence and it's just like, you can't, you can't break out of it. Right. It's yeah. It's amazing. And it, it's still, it's still amazing. That he got fired from SNL. Well, fired. you should do yourself a tell, favor. Tell, tell, tell why, why, why well, did he get fired though? Okay. So the, this, he got fired uh, in the, the late nineties. Um, yeah. This was, you know, obviously the mid nineties was just taken up with OJ Simpson and the, the court cases Dude. and all that the civil case. And uh, one of OJ's best friends is this guy, Don Olmeyer, who was yeah. like the president of NBC or was high yeah, up president of the West coast or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he didn't like all the jokes that, that Norm was making about his friend. So one day he took him off the, uh, the news desk and, and replaced him with, with Colin Quinn. Um, and yeah, it's, what if you get a chance go on to youtube and i think there's a link for like uh just norman there's a compilation of yeah Yeah. of just him going off on oj and it's fantastic because it's just like all about oj being a murderer uh and just being like fucking ridiculous and uh i should have i should have prepared one i'm not gonna do it maybe you want to put in a couple later but um (laughs) He was, Norm was warned a couple times, stop telling OJ jokes. Well, that made him want to do the more. Which and is the n- he natural was, So he was going to get fired because of it. But he, yeah. 
And he thought that the joke was more, more, the jokes were more important than the gig. So when they fired him, they told him it's because you're not funny. Right. So, I mean, he'd been doing the same update for four years, three years or whatever it was. Right. Right. So he gets fired. Okay. A year and a half goes by and Lorne Michaels is very clever about stunt casting and stunt hosts. Right. And a year and a half later, he had Norm back to host only a year and a half. Right. So Norm comes back and they're working all week and he's got his monologue prepared and it's on the cue cards and they go live and Norm doesn't read the cue cards. Yeah. And he starts off, I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't know the quotes exactly, but he paraphrases it. He's like, I got fired, you know, for uh, being uh, not funny. And that was a year and a half ago, you know? And uh, so either in a year and a half, I got really funny or this show sucks. (laughs) Then he went back to the cue cards. Love it. That's great. <laughs> Wally, the cue card guy, is yeah. pointing at the cards. No, no, no. This, 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 this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. nope. We're live, yeah. and Norm took a swing. <laughs> Love it. Can't can't do anything about it. That's that's out of there. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, so I we have some clips. Actually, we pulled some clips that were uh, you know just some of our favorites. Um, there's one that's that I have that's a little bit obscure, uh, and it's actually from Norm's movie. And this might be his only movie that he was like really starred in, which was called Dirty Work. I don't know if you've seen it, John. Yeah. Um, so I have not a, not a big hit, but it became kind of a cult yeah. hit. It was Chris Farley's last movie, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, and it's it's um, you know it's it's got some moments. It's got some really funny lines in it. But this one yeah. scene, a handful uh, of funny things. Yeah, Norman, his friend, who is played by Artie Lang, uh, they're in prison. Yeah. And Norm walks in, and I have to set this up for people that are listening. Norm walks in, he pulls up his pants, uh, you know, which obviously implies that certain things have occurred in the jail cell. And, uh, well, just take a listen. You fellas have a lot of growing up to do, I'll tell you that. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Can you believe these characters? Way out of line, way out of line. Have a good mind to go to the warden about this. You know what hurts the most is the, the lack of respect. You know, that's what hurts the most. Except for the, except for the other thing, that hurts the most. But the lack of respect hurts the second most. So, so speaking of dirty work, okay, I, I, I it, is, it is, it's sneaky funny, okay. Mm-hmm. So when the when the reviews came out for Dirty Work, they were brutal, okay. And um, in Artie Lang's hometown paper that his mom reads, he got this brutal, brutal review. And one of the lines in it was, Artie Lang has all the charm of a date rapist. Oh, So shit. Artie Lang tells Norm that. Yeah, that's, that's rough. That is brutal. So Artie Lang tells Norm, you know, that's what they said. My, my mom read that I have all the charm of a date rapist. And Norm goes, that's actually pretty good, man. And Artie says, what? No, this is how quick Norm was, okay? He's, Artie says, what? He's like, well, hey, think about it, man. A date rapist has to have way more charm than a regular rapist. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm turning red telling that. Wow. That is, uh, that is, is that something? <laughs> that is, un- <laughs> I'm embarrassed to repeat that story. Yeah. That's, but that's how fast he was. He's good, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Love it, man. Love it. <laughs> I feel bad for even telling that one. Well, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll tell you. I'll, it's very true. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a really good one. Okay. Okay. And then we'll play another. We'll play another clip. But I heard Norm tell this story on the Dan Patrick show. 
Um, this is a few, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Dan asked him, uh, the Dan Patrick show, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a, a, a sports talk show in the morning. And it's, my, it's I listen to it every, I've listened to it every morning for years. And so, but he has on a lot of entertainers. So Dan asks him, have you ever met Bill Cosby? And Norm, and I'm not going to do impressions during this story because it'll take forever. Um, and my Norm is not good anyway, obviously. So, so Norm says that he opened for Bill Cosby. And he's like, oh, yeah. So he meets Bill Cosby before the show. And he, he was, that was his favorite comedian as a kid. And so he tells Bill, because, hey, Mr. Cosby, you know, you were my favorite comedian as a kid. And I used to listen to those old records with my dad. It was like a real bonding thing with my dad. And Bill Cosby says, well, where does your dad live? He lives in Ottawa. Bill Cosby turns to his tour manager and says, aren't we going to Ottawa on this tour? Oh, He's shit. like, yeah, we're there in four months. Okay. So Bill Cosby is like, well, we got to get your dad to the show. And so he hey, has an assistant no, go get a pack. You weren't going to do voices. No, that's terrible. Here you are doing voices. That's terrible. Yeah. He has an assistant go get a pad of paper and a pen. I'll write down your dad's number and we'll get him backstage passes and front row <laughs> seats and everything. So Norm has this pad of paper in his hand and he immediately realizes my dad's been dead for 15 years. Oh, shit. <laughs> but he's got the pad of paper in his hand. So he writes down an Ottawa area code and yeah. seven random numbers. No. And hands the paper back to the assistant. <laughs> so. What? Like, what do you like, do? I don't know. Like, so four or five months go by. Right. And Norm said he's doing the guest spot on the Drew Carey show. So he didn't say anything. And he just gave him the pad of paper. No. Full stop. We're done. Just like, I, 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 I don't know. I didn't know what to do, man. I just wrote down like a number, you know? Yeah. So we, months go by and he's on the set at the, at this sitcom. So a stage manager comes up to Norm and he says, Norm, you have a phone call. It's Bill Cosby. And Norm's <laughs> like, what? He's like, I'm telling you backstage, you have a phone call and it's Bill Cosby. So Bill Cosby's people had tracked down Norm McDonald and found out he was on set that day. So Norm goes and takes the phone call from Bill Cosby. Like, hey, this is Bill Cosby. We called your dad in Ottawa, but the phone was disconnected. And Norm, Norm instead of coming clean, Norm's like, well, that's really weird, man. That's his phone number. You know, I talked to him yesterday. He's doing pretty good. And uh, so it must be a problem with like the phone company or something. And then he pauses and pretends he's listening to someone. He's like, oh, uh, they're calling me to set, Mr. Cosby. You got to go. And he hung up on Bill Cosby. <laughs> well, you know, knowing what we know about uh, the, the doctor, the good doctor, maybe not the worst thing to ever happen to, to him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's fantastic. He gave him a fake phone number for his dead dad. Yeah. And then stuck with it. Just stuck <laughs> with it. Stuck with a bit, man. You got to stick yeah. with it. It's like and improv, that- man. Yes, and that shit. Dan asks him, does Bill Cosby know about this? And he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. It's, it's unbelievable. Oh, that's fantastic. That's yeah. so great, man. That, I love that shit. That's he awesome. had a, he, it, it became, that premise became one of his jokes that he was like, do you ever uh, tell a lie, you know? And you don't realize why you're telling a lie. You think I'm just going to stick with this lie. You ever <laughs> see Avatar? Yeah. <laughs> why lie about that? <laughs> oh my god that's fantastic um so uh we definitely pulled some clips here i felt yeah. like uh it's actually one that i think we both thought was just genius norman kind of shows how quick he is yes uh, this is from the late 90s he was on uh, uh late night with conan uh and courtney thorne smith was on there to promote 
chairman of the board, which was a carrot top vehicle. Yes. Um, so right off the bat, you know, this is a great movie, right? Like this is going to be It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, and I, this is of all the late night, I've, I've loved late night comedy since I was like 13. This is one of my all time favorite moments in all of late night comedy. And, and sorry to jump in here, but he spends basically the entire interview kind of not ragging on Courtney Thorne Smith, but just uh, like hitting on her, but also making fun of Melrose place and, and just being really quick witted. Yeah. But uh, he finally finds out the name of the, uh, the title of, of her movie. And uh, this is what happens. <laughs> but uh, what's the movie going to be called? Well, really? I know what it's going to be called. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> if it's got carrot top in it, you know what a good name for it would be? What's that Norm? Box office poison. <laughs> There's this movie coming out. Yes. Title undetermined at this point. Chairman of the board. Oh, all right. Do something with that, you freak. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the board is spelled (laughs) B-O-R-E-D. Now, what's amazing about that is Conan's reaction. Oh, he because flipped out. Conan, yeah. they, Conan, you know, he gives him a little cheeky, see what you can do with that, you know? Right. Yeah. And then he yeah, hits him with one of one of the sharpest comebacks ever. Yep. And Conan loses it. Absolutely and, loses it. Just... And poor Courtney Thorne Smith doesn't know what to do. And she's got her hand in her, excuse me, her face in her hand. Yeah. You know? It is it is one of the the best things I've ever seen in late night. To her, to her credit, she does seem like a very good sport throughout. She the handled whole, it really well. Yeah, she handled it really well. Um, but just man, the quickness of of, yeah. of Norm Macdonald is so impressive. He just knocks it out of the park. B o r e d. A haymaker. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. So brutal. So, I this is why Norm was so great on talk shows, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, to give a little, I'm going to give you a little analogy. Okay? Basketball fans, we'll, we'll have a, a, we'll have a little expression for someone that is like an instant offense guy, a guy that just is going to come in and score and we'll call him a guaranteed bucket or a walking bucket. That guy is just going to come in and get you buckets. That's what Norm McDonald was to talk shows. He was a guaranteed bucket. Every time he was on, he was going to crack up the audience and he was going to bust up the host every single time. And I'm just surprised that you used a sports analogy. <laughs> seems so out of character for you, Johnny. Yeah, I'm just, you know, freewheeling. Yeah. Uh, I love that. So everyone wanted Norm to come on their shows, you know? So mm-hmm. he, whether it be a talk show or a morning radio program or a podcast, it didn't matter because the guy was a bucket. He was going to yep. come on and kill. So he would commit to come on the show, but then he would cancel on people all the time. Oh, is that true? Up, but they was, yeah, yeah. So like Dennis Miller said he canceled on him twice a month. But you're like, I, I can't, I, I got a, uh, I got a, a thing. I got a, got a thing. That's great. So, but what he liked to do is that he would see people at an event or a premiere or something that he knew that he had canceled on several times. And he liked to come up and go, Hey, uh, what the, what the, what the hell, man? We're going to have me on your fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, no great. one ever got mad at him. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, I think this is probably a great spot to put in uh, the uh, or to play the uh, the last his last appearance on Letterman. Um, great idea. His first appearance 
ever on network television was on Letterman yeah. uh, way back in, gosh, I want to say late eighties, early nineties. 90, I think. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. 89, uh, 90. Yeah. And so uh, I could be wrong on this, but I believe this is the last uh, stand-up he had on or Letterman had on his show. Yes. The uh, last couple of weeks, every, every guest was like handpicked by Letterman. And, and yeah. this was uh, uh, the last stand-up was Norm McDonald. Yep. So here is uh, here is him talking about what we should truly be afraid of. There is one country that worries me, though. Not Iraq, not Iran, not North Korea. The only country that really worries me is uh, the country of Germany. I don't know if you guys are history buffs or not, but... Uh, <laughs> In the early uh, part of the previous century, Germany decided to go to war. And uh, who did they go to war with? The world. <laughs> it had never been tried before. And uh, so you figure that would take about five seconds for the world to win, but uh, no, it was actually close. pass and uh, Germany decides again to go to war and again it chooses as its enemy the world <laughs> and this time they have that guy scrankly crankly that guy and I'm not even going to dignify him by saying his name but I think you know I'm done <laughs> but you'd think at that point the world will go listen Germany Here's the deal. You don't get to be a country no more on account of you keep attacking the world. So I, I love the little, uh, the little cheeky winking setup of, I don't know if you guys are history buffs. <laughs> yeah. Like that really makes me laugh. So um, I went back and watched that whole set and uh, it's well worth watching for, for a couple of reasons. So he comes out and he starts with, I don't mean to brag, you know, but me and Oprah are getting paid the same amount tonight. I, that is really, <laughs> really good. Yeah. Um, but you can hear Dave laugh a few times during it. Right. And which, you know, uh, let the, obviously that Letterman's microphone isn't on, but he lets out a couple big laughs that are enough to get caught up in Norm's microphone. Yeah. And I really like that. And at the end, why it's worth watching is that unplanned, Norm gives a little tribute to Dave and tells him he loves him. Yeah, it breaks up a little bit, chokes yeah, up. Yeah, he chokes up, you know? And you yeah. can tell Letterman's really touched. Well, I mean, that was not Norm MacDonald. Like, he no. never did that on stage. He never he really did doing the it. truth. And to see him actually kind of, you know, break character, it was just it was totally different than anything. We I heard him talk about it on Howard Stern. He said he had not planned on doing it. Well, yeah, of course. Really cool. <laughs> I don't think because I he he loved that Letterman impression, you know. Yeah. And which, so, by the way, was bonkers. I loved it. I loved the Letterman impression. So he did the Letterman impression. And he was like really nervous about it, and so he talked to to Letterman, and you know, he finally just said, "Look, I, I did an impression of you this week." And Dave said, "You know what? I saw it and I liked it." And Letterman told him, "You know why it's okay? Because Joe Piscopo did an impression of me, but that guy isn't funny." See, there you go. That's why he liked yeah. Norm's impression of that's funny. Yeah, that's great. Um, so it, it, not to end on a, on a down note really, but um, he Norm had this quote. It's, it's kind of been thrown around a lot in the past couple yeah. of days. Um, it's really, it's really amazing. Yeah. And it's uh, maybe prophetic, uh, but he really talks about um, 
cancer. And, you know, obviously he, he died of, of cancer, but um, I don't know, we, Johnny and I both felt like this was kind of a, an interesting, interesting way to uh, almost close our show. So yeah. uh, I'm going to read it for you real quick. Go ahead, um, please. And again, I can't do, I can't do a norm voice. So well, I you're smarter than to try it. Like I try, you're smarter <laughs> than not do it. Well, yours is much better than mine. Let me mine's tell you. not very good. You know? Uh, so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure if the cancer dies, I mean, if you die, the cancer also dies at the exact same time he added. So this to me, it's not a loss. That's a draw. Isn't that something? Yeah. He had cancer for nine years. Yeah. And to the best of my knowledge, hardly anybody knew, even the people that have known him forever. Yeah. I have yet to see someone that it's a really good friend of him, like say Bob Saget or something say, Oh, I have known he was sick. Yeah. There's a comedian, a comedian named Anthony Jeselnik, uh, who's really quite something. He's not for the faint of heart, but he's really something. <laughs> yeah. Good, he had a great, lines. he had a, he had a great line that to have cancer for nine years and not tell anybody is the best Norm McDonald bit ever. <laughs> That's he's pretty good. Wrong. That's that pretty is, good. he's that not is, wrong. He's not he's wrong. Not wrong, man. That's pretty dang good. Um, speaking of the best Norm Macdonald bit ever, or at least one of them, uh, yes. do you want to, uh, want to tee this one up as we, uh, as we head out? This is a very famous, uh, bit it's called the moth joke. And so for a little background, he was on Conan and Norm is, Norm is not totally, uh, the most astute person. And he didn't know he was doing two segments. So he had only prepared stuff for one segment. And then Conan says, we'll be right back with more Norm MacDonald. And Norm's like, what? You think, what do you? He didn't have anything prepared for the second segment. But he had heard this, like a kid's joke. It's a 20-second joke. So Norm's like, well, how long is this segment? And he says, well, it's seven minutes. So he takes a 20-second. He had not prepared this. He takes a 20-second kid's joke and makes it into a six-minute masterpiece. This was Norm MacDonald's genius. Now, not all your material comes uh, from, the, from the news. Is that right? You know, no, you, some you, of my material comes, my strongest material comes from real life. Real life? Like, for instance, today I was driving in a, a car. Mm-hmm. You were kind enough to bring a car to bring this old chunk of coal here to the studio. <laughs> we, send, we send cars for our guests, yes. Yeah, so I got in it, and that's, I, you know, I get material that way. So my driver, What do you mean? What, what, how do you get material that way? You get in the car, and what happens? Uh, my driver tells me a joke. <laughs> The driver we sent to pick you up told you a joke. Yeah. And you're going to tell it now on the show. Yeah, that's how I get a lot of my material. <laughs> okay. Why don't we just have him on next time? Uh, that guy. You, yeah, that guy. No, wait till you hear me do it. <laughs> so the guy, he goes, uh, uh-huh. he, uh, I say, uh, I'll be the guy. Okay. Uh, a moth. <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. Right. You are correct. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office, mm-hmm. and uh, the podiatrist's office says, what's the problem? And the moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? He goes, I go to work for uh, Gregory Olinovich, and uh, all day long I work. <laughs> Honestly, Doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if Gregory Olinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me. And that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise and I, I walk here and there. And the podiatrist says, oh, yeah? And the moth goes, yes. And he goes, 
uh, at night I, I sometimes wake up and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm. A lady that I once loved, Doc. I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria. She, she fell in the, in, the, in the cold of last year. The cold took her down as it did many of us. And my other boy. And this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy, Gregaro <laughs> Ivinolitovich. I no longer love him. <laughs> as much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I, that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. If only the cowardice was stronger, then perhaps... Perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me. And in this hellish facade once How and long for a all, drive was this? <laughs> do you live in the valley? Where do you live? Please, sorry. He says, Doc. Sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth, just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the, moth, the, the doctor says, moth, man, you're troubled. But you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And then the moth said, because the light was on. <laughs> 